Hi there, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Gus, hi. Hi, John. We're having technical difficulties because everything we do is like refugee living. Yes. But it's fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be fine? Look, from all of our listener... <laughs> from the one listener, it's is great. Yeah. And so, sometimes we even offend people. <laughs> person. A person. Uh, okay, so we have a question that came up from our, our local question asker. Yeah. To protect the innocent, we'll just call him James. Uh, James asked a fantastic question. Does every sermon... Does every sermon have to have Jesus in it? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're Next preaching question. from the old... <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you're totally unhelpful. <laughs> Bible slash word. <laughs> no. Yes, James. <laughs> yes, James. So you're preaching from the Old Testament. You're preaching a text like 1 yeah. Samuel, yeah. Uh, for example. Or you're preaching a text like... I mean, first, like let's just take an example. David and Goliath. Yeah. Okay, what is how, how do you get that text to Christ, right? Yeah. Like, what is how would Jesus be in a sermon about David and Goliath? Can't you just say, listen, you should be like David. He trusted God. He yeah. he fought the giants in his life. I can fight the giants yeah. in my life. Does Jesus need to if be If I was sermon? spiritualizing, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would do that, of course. <laughs> right. And if I, yeah, I think that what happens is when you're teaching through the Old Testament, it can become very easy for us to look at a passage in the Old Testament and feel like, um, I need to do what, in this case, David is right. doing. Which he was um, faithful. Yes. Yeah. And which, that doesn't mean that he's being a bad example. No, no, then, yeah. Right? He was a bad example later. Yeah, he was <laughs> plenty bad later. Yeah, yeah. But in that case, he's probably being a good example. But the point of the sermon uh, shouldn't be be like David. Mm. Although it's fine to yeah, yeah. to use him as an example of someone who... who, uh, who, uh, who uh, looked at the issue wasn't the, the fact that he was better than the rest of the people right it's he trusted the lord yeah, yeah and but i think ultimately you need to think about what is the principle yeah, yeah. of it and it doesn't teach moralism right it doesn't teach be better yeah it, it's teaching there how he trusted in the lord yeah yeah, yeah. And so how do you get to christ with that well you yeah. can right you mm. definitely can yeah without saying well see david is christ yeah. And Satan so is that's actually the, Goliath. Yeah, that's the fast turn, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Yeah. So that would be Jesus being, is G, G, David is Jesus. Yeah. Satan is Goliath. Yeah. He cuts off his head. Yeah. It all works together. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Wait, come on. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's too fast. Yeah. So I think that how you need to get to it is once you explain the text, you have to explain what the text is. You have to explain what it meant right. to the normal to to the normal Jewish person who was reading this right. or or was hearing this as a child. Yeah. And then, but then you need to cross the river, yeah. uh, you know, the principle and bring it to us and say, well, what does it mean? Yeah. Not only that, what it meant then, but what does it mean to us today? Yeah, totally. And which is really, I think, like what you said there at the beginning, like what did it mean to the immediate reader? Yeah. Why tell this story of him killing a giant? Yeah. Well, because it's showing that he's the rightful king. Exactly. Right? I mean, exactly. he's the anointed, exactly. but he's the rightful one who should be the and king. And that's how you get to Jesus. Yeah. Because yeah. you show how he is the rightful king, yeah. how he is the one who cares more about you know, God's honor than he cares about his own yeah. honor. And later God is going to make this amazing covenant with him in Second mm. Samuel seven. Yeah. And one of his, you know, descendants will sit in the throne, mm. which is going to be everlasting, that yeah. messianic king. Yeah. And that's how you get to Jesus. Yeah. Without just saying, Look, David is Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, but that's so, not even helpful if you think No, no, about it's that, totally right? unhelpful. Yeah. Because so, you're like, okay. All right. Do? So yeah. how do we get this? So what you're seeing then is not so much like David per se, but you're seeing God's faithfulness. To the yeah. people of Israel and ultimately yeah. to us by 
identifying this guy who is who then he will make the covenant yeah. with. Like he's the rightful king. He's the one from whom will come the Messiah. Yeah. And like we're seeing him identified. That's yeah. super helpful. So that kind of a so okay, so that kind of an interpretation, you do get to Christ. Yeah. Uh, you you move toward Christ through the covenant, through the promises, through the faithfulness of God, not through David, yeah. and not just by like shortchanging the text and saying Jesus David is Jesus. Well, because then what you're doing is you're 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 what you're saying is it doesn't matter what this text means, yeah. You know, or meant to the Old Testament yeah. saint. It matters what it means to me. Yeah. So, what is the difference between saying that to saying, "Hey, Acts two says, you know, talks about Pentecost." So, I'm going to talk about our church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, instead of just saying, "No, what does it mean then?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it it could very well lead to spiritualizing a text, mm. principalizing a text, moralizing the text, instead of looking at what really what was the point. Like you said, the point was to to show that David was the legitimate king of Israel yeah. and later on God was going to raise one of David's you know sons yeah. to be the messianic yeah, king. Yeah, the legitimate king. Yeah. Yeah. In many ways, I mean that's which which to me I think is is doing justice to the text itself. Yeah. Cuz yeah. the text doesn't say David is the Messiah. Yeah. It doesn't say Goliath is, is, is Satan. It doesn't, and, and we don't want to preach it like a rabbi, no. like, oh, here's the, you know. So, yeah. what it, but what it does show is David David deserves that kingly place because he does love God, and from his loins will come the one who yeah. will ultimately be the one who truly yeah. deserves the kingship. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I wouldn't helpful. just go one-to-one, well, because Jesus... Because David did this, Jesus is going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no. I don't see that happening no. either. So yeah. again, I it's think more that, about his role. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is super helpful. So like, let's now let's take that. Well, that was an example, but let's principalize that. So with enough work, would you say that you can always find God's purposes that lead to Christ, as opposed to just like a one-to-one connection? Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. Not long ago, I was looking. We were looking at a, a passage. Um, we we tend to do this. We we tend to spiritualize a passage, yeah. right? So you know, there's that passage when when um, you're looking at Isaiah and Jesus, and and and, and he's talking about you know how uh, you shouldn't be afraid that when you know you're going through the water, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, just that passage that is constantly on those you know nice plates and yeah. Put. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very you know you you send that to someone. You're writing a pa- you know a, a thank you card, and you're writing yeah, that yeah. passage. But really what you're doing is shortchanging short uh, scripture there because that's not speaking of John Buck. Right. What he's it's speaking of usually about Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's speaking about Israel, then you can see, well, that's God's faithfulness right yeah, yeah. there. It has nothing to do with you uh, ha- uh, having a tough time teaching physics. You right, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why are you mocking me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Not physics. <laughs> Young adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I really, I, what it does, he is talking about God being faithful. Yeah. And I, when I look at that and I think of, for example, a passage that we, we've left, uh, you know, a ton, uh, Jeremiah, right? Yeah. And, you know, God has, you know, good plans, good plans for, you, yeah. for you, not plans of evil. I mean, he's talking right there. To about to Israel who is captive, and he's yeah. telling him, "Look, I'm going to bring you back." Yeah, yeah. That speaks of God's faithfulness to, oh, to yeah. the covenant, and what we should see is how God is being faithful, yeah. and not just say, "Hey, 
that myopic way of looking at things. It's about me. Yeah, you, you know, God has got good plans, out, yeah. you know, for me. And yeah, and and then and then which, when, is, which is true. He does have good of course, plans for us. But, but I wouldn't go to that passage, yeah. right? And even in that context, he says, I, I wanted to bless you, yeah. and you wouldn't. And so what I'm going to do is take you into captivity. It's yeah. going to be a miserable time. And then I have, I'm have i going to bring you back again, and you'll have tender hearts, uh, which is his hope, right? But that's and, like, and that's the question that I would say to someone. Someone sends me that passage, you know, yeah. someone... I would say, well, when is my captivity? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Read the next verse. Wouldn't it be easier for us to just say, well, that speaks of God's faithfulness. Look at him. That speaks of God. And and that would be the principle to us. And and that's even more glorious than just to say he's got good thoughts for you. Yeah. Okay, I can go to another passage to say that in the New Testament. Yeah, totally. Because then we're fixing... We're fixing our eyes on God yeah. and not on our circumstance. Yeah. Like, God has good plans for me. Yeah. My focus is on the circumstance, not on God. He actually is faithful to me, even if what even even if what I see appears to not look yeah. like good yeah. plans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's super helpful, Gus. Thank yeah. you. I hope that's helpful for you. Uh, maybe we'll do a couple more texts. Maybe I'll have you do a couple more texts. Gus is our resident Old Testament scholar. Yeah. He, did, he did way better in Hebrew than I did. My Hebrew is very rough, but his yeah. is strong. So we, uh, we may do a couple other texts. Maybe we'll have you exegete a couple passages and apply them a little bit. So that'd be great. <laughs> Come on. You're fine. Anyway, you're ho- fine. <laughs> hope that's helpful. It's fine. You'll do what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> I have plans for you. Plans for good. Um, <laughs> I hope this is helpful for you. If you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.